Welcome to Mystical Musings, January 18th, 2015, here in the Library of Colorado Heights University. Beaming out from the highest place in the Mile High City with Myron McClellan and myself, Lawrence Phillips. This gathering marks the beginning of our 12th year of Mystical Musings. Happy New Year to you all. Those of us who identify as spiritual but not religious, who are non-sectarian, non-denominational, non-doctrinaire, are the fastest growing demographic of the sacred communities in America. Thank you for joining us today, creating our community of mystics, people finding unity with God, the breath of life, the gentle whisper, the great spirit. As a community of mystics who know beyond the intellect spiritual apprehension of truths. I am because we are. I am because we are one, celebrating body and spirit. The portents for this year are of creativity and manifestation. One such creative endeavor is the opening of portals between dimensions, between people, among the earthly kingdoms, between heaven and earth. In this musing, we speak about how we can create portals of all sorts, how we can maintain them, how we can close them. That was the closing of a portal. <laughs> <laughs> the creating of the vortex of energy that we call a portal happens every time we pray, meditate, are intimate with another, or with spirit guides and other divine beings, or open to receiving the grace of the creator. Let's have fun today, consciously portaling together. Portaling, I hope you don't mind my neologism. Do you portal? Got portal? Let's portal. A portal is not only a gateway, but also a uh, magical or technological doorway that connects two locations, dimensions, or points in time. A portal also transcends time and space. If you have the ability to see, hear, or sense spirit, you may be a portal between the realms. A portal can be a two-way interdimensional door opening into several realities, including the astral world, the far reaches of physical interstellar space, and alternate parallel universes. Portals can include human-made entry points such as mirrors, doorways, windows. Those in spirit often enter houses through doorways or a window, a favorite portal for angels and guides. Natural entry points also exist such as energy vortices with locations all over the globe. Places where many individuals in the physical realm are crossing over into spirit can also be portals. Think of hospitals, war zones, hospices. Portals. One of the great memes of quantum physics in the form of black holes and wormholes, celestial objects that seem to defy the laws of physics. Did you see interstellar? If we can imagine it out there, we can imagine it inside and not only imagine, but utilize what may be a metaphor, but also what may be in the practical mystic's toolbox. 
One of the most magical portals I know is Myron's mystical piano musings. I feel carried away, even raptured, every time I listen to Myron channel through the portal of his improvisations. And we'll get a chance to portal musically soon. Portals can include holding intention. Hang in there with your New Year's resolutions. Another portal, embodied movement. Think Sufi dance or Feldenkrais movements of embodied learning, my work. And yet another portal, commitment. Just imagine the commitment of a wounded warrior who's lost his legs, summiting some of the world's highest mountains. A recent 60 Minutes. And one of the biggest portals of all, compassion. Transforming the world one act of loving kindness at a time. Since we're approaching Groundhog's Day with its theme of repetition, I would be remiss not to mention practice as a portal inasmuch as repetition is the way that we learn. Another magical porter is a, por a portal. <laughs> Might be a porter as well, but a portal <laughs> is evoking presence through our embodied experience of breathing, sensing, feeling. So noticing inwardly right now, which would be a gentle invitation to let your eyes closed if you are so inclined. Noticing inwardly right now what presently you are carrying emotionally. What did you leave behind this morning, this week? Sensing what you might call your stress level at the moment. What is your intention for now? For the year to come? To let go, better health, creating new relationships, developing your work. The portal begins where we are, and we begin with our intention. Let's open a portal from where we are leaving, leaving behind this morning, this week, this year by breathing a little more fully, connectedly, continuously. Our primary cultural fixation somatically is that we hold our breath a lot. Through the musing today, letting ourselves breathe more fully, more continuously, more connectedly. Remembering that you are leaving it all behind for now by breathing and accepting, thereby letting go of stress, old habits, seemingly intractable emotions of anger, fear, grief, letting go of a difficult situation in your life, Breathing into your feelings. Breathing into the stuck situation. Breathing a little more fully into letting go. Breathing and allowing it all. Without demand for change, just breathing. 
accepting it all as it is. And now imagining your own CGI, cosmic graphic interface, seeing a black hole in the middle of your visual field, imagining a black hole right in the middle of your visual field, seeing and feeling into that black hole, sensing a pulsing, a vibrating with each exhalation, an enlivening of that felt image, a deepening mystic presence, a presence that has about it a sense of peace, of love, even joy. Holding your intention, whether health or professional expansion or love or peace, as you allow the black hole to be seen and felt as expanding, growing and growing until it encompasses your visual field until you are inside the portal. Holding intention, continuously breathing. Each exhale, pulsing and vibrating. Sensing you're moving inside the portal with each breath. Holding intention at the same time as softening your jaw. Lengthening your back. Softening and opening your lungs and heart. Breathing. Imagining a sense of movement at the periphery. Lights passing by with each breath traveling inwardly from the opening of the portal. Traveling. Breathing. Moving. And now emerging from the black hole portal into this present moment. Feeling, seeing, imagining your intention fulfilled. Feeling a sensory rich completion of your intention. Sensing with the fullness of your breathing an empowered physical presence Imagining that sweet smell of success. The taste of repletion. The sounds of peaceful stillness. The touch of love. Sensing within a pulsing, vibrating, dynamic completion. Noticing the accompanying emotions. especially a sense of peace, love, joy, 
opening your heart yet more fully to the portal potency of now and allowing your portal to remain open as we experience our mystical musings. Namaste. It's great to be back into the most extraordinary portal that I enter during my life here, during my years here, because all of us bring with us our hearts, our experience, our awareness, our knowledge, and hosts of angels and spirit guides. And really, I have a new way of thinking about community since we started using the language of portal. And it is one of the reasons why we meet and want to meet here is the thrill of being in such a huge and loving energy vortex. So we're really glad to be with you in the flesh. Now, please understand that you never go away from us. We have a portal with all of you. And when things are not going so well, I create a portal to this community. And it is so supportive, so helpful. This past week has been an emotionally really difficult week for me and for many others. It's not about myself. It's about so many of my dear friends going through huge dark nights of the soul. And so it reminds me to hold in myself the light and the shadow at the same time. And to know that the experience of grief, the experience of loss, the experience of fear, anger, sadness, is really what makes us human beings. And it connects us, it keeps us in touch. And it's so possible to keep the door open to heaven while you're keeping your arms open to all your beloveds. And it's so easy in a way, we get used to it, to have your own light available to you and create a portal from your light to your shadow. And that's a part of the work we do on this plane. And when we open a, a portal to the light and a portal to the darkness, they become one thing. And it has a feeling of sacredness and great expansiveness. And it gives us a sense of closeness to the beloved and to one another. It really keeps us knowing, in the state of knowing, how dearly we hold one another, how precious that love is, and how impossible it is to make the journey without the support of our beloved ones in a spiritual gathering and in a spiritual community. 
So the depth of love that we feel for one another is awesome. And as I look out at people who are, have portals with one another and have for many years, it's really extraordinary to see. It's like a warren of, of connections going on. And that feeds us all. And this week also has been, this month also has been pretty, pretty sad with what's going on in our country and in the world. And I know that I tap into that sadness and I know that I want to. I want to do my part in sharing the burden. I don't think that I shoulder it, but in sharing the burden of all the suffering that's going on. And to create a portal to those who are suffering through which I can send love and light and blessing. So just standing before you thrills me and empowers me and makes me ultimately very optimistic about the world, the universe, the cosmos. So thank you for your loving presence, for your open minds, for your ability to laugh, for your joy, and for all that you bring here. It means the world to Lawrence and me, and it means the world to one another. Thank you so much for coming. Namaste.
one of the great portals in this time is of seeking out the positive transformational energies. We seem so adrift in so much darkness. And so I consciously look for positive energies, but not just positive, mass positive, the energies that have the possibility of mass transformation. And so incipient evidence for mass positive transformation is a segment that we like to do each month. One candidate for mass positive transformation is that in the beginning of January, uh, brought the announcement from NASA that the Kepler Space Telescope has discovered yet more planets that are Earth-like, located in the Goldilocks zone, where the host star is not too hot and not too cold. <laughs> just the right distance, just the right distance to keep water liquid. This discovery doubles the known habitable planets to around 16. And only a short while ago, there were none. Only a short while ago, ours was the only known habitable planet. We are not alone. For yet a better candidate for incipient transformational evidence, there's something else going on right here on Earth. Sometimes portals and evidence of transformation open on a global scale whether they be war, climate change, terrorist attacks, and the responses to them. Oddly enough, the craziness over the movie, the interview, the World Cup, the Olympics. One such global portal opened just before Christmas by Pope Francis and his unprecedented presentation to the Vatican Curia, the papal court at the Vatican by which the Roman Catholic Church is governed. This portal is of particular interest because it was created by a new pope who doesn't usually do radical things so early in his term. Because he is a religious as well as increasingly a spiritual figure and because it was most unexpected and apparently improbable event, seemingly coming out of nowhere. No question that as the head of the Catholic Church, he certainly represents for mystics some controversial positions but he is also an unexpected ray of light and of hope and of possibility. Pope Francis warns against a curia that is not self-critical, likening a body to the rich, such a body to a rich fool who thinks he will live for all eternity. In Catholic speak, that's pretty harsh. The Pope says that some suffer from the sickness of mental and spiritual hardening. And parenthetically, one of the books that I've been looking at recently has come from, uh, called, <clears throat> is called The Prayers of the Cosmos. Talks about the Aramaic in which Jesus taught his native language. And translating from the Aramaic helps us to understand what we know of as blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth also means, and get this, with all of our embodied prayers that we've been doing for these 12 years, it also means soften what's rigid inside of you and you shall receive physical vigor and strength from the universe. I really like that over the King James Version myself. <laughs> 
Such a portal opens the realm of possibility, and not just out there, but within all of us. If the ossified, stodgy, encrusted, seemingly unassailable institutions can be addressed and reformed and changed, even transformation is possible. What is happening out there can also happen inside each of us. Clean a closet, open a portal. Change a habit, open a portal. Practice gratitude, open a portal. Open to and fearlessly feel an old fear. Open and lovingly embrace an old anger without acting it out. Open and allow an old grief to be felt deeply without allowing the cerebral to dominate. Change and even transformation is truly possible. Pope Francis has broken new ground during his papacy in a range of areas, suggesting a more open approach to gay people, advocating a stronger role for women in the church, rebalancing the car college of cardinals to increase the weight of the emerging world, and help support the reopening of relations between Cuba and the United States. The Pope says the curia is to improve itself, always improve itself and grow in communion holiness, and knowledge to fully realize its mission. Yet like everybody, says the Pope, like every human body, the curia and all of us are exposed to illnesses and malfunctioning infirmity, illnesses, temptations that weaken, weaken our service to God. In a separate address to the Vatican staff later, Francis begged pardon for the shortcomings of senior church leaders, as well as the several scandals that had caused so much harm. The Pope denounces the lust for power of ladder-climbing clerics, those indulge in hypocritical double lives, and lamented a sense of spiritual Alzheimer's that lead clerics to forget the joy that is supposed to animate their lives. I've never heard a Pope talk like this, have you? <laughs> he also attacked what he called existential schizophrenia and the terrorism of gossip. He was especially critical of cliques that enslave their members and become a cancer that threatens the harmony of the body, eventually leading to death by friendly fire. <laughs> These and other maladies and temptations, Francis said, are a danger for every Christian, and by extension, all of us, and for any administrative organization, community, congregation, parish, ecclesiastical movement, and can strike at both the corporate and the individual level. The Pope is becoming a portal unto himself, moving us from the past into an empowering present, from the impossible to the transformational, from a fearful past to an optimally, optimally possible future. Hence, the Pope as this month's prime candidate for incipient evidence for mass positive transformation. Yet another portal, our greeting and our farewell to each other. Our moments of honoring in so many cultures, bringing the present into the sacred and the sacred into the present, the divine, the mystic. Namaste, Christ be with you. Shalom, shalom aleichem. Adu, adios, aloha. We honor the place in you wherein the entire universe dwells.
we honor the place in you which is of love, truth, light, peace. As you are in that place in you and we are in that place in us, portaling into the eternal through this present moment, we are one. Namaste. If we decide to take off for one of those habitable planets, we're going to take all of you with us. So this year, many wise people have said, is a year of creativity and manifestation. Now, manifestation really needs to be thought about because if we're not impeccable with our words and our thoughts, then we're going to create something that we do not like or do not welcome. So it's a time also, even though there's tremendous support for this, tremendous support for our creating the life that we want. We need to be specific. I start the year with intentions rather than resolutions. Not only because <laughs> I don't think I've managed 10 days after <laughs> a resolution in the past, so I don't want to bring up my, my checkered past. <laughs> but also because intention is a much more powerful word because it always contains for me the assistance of the divine in manifesting what I want. Resolution seems to put it back over here on me. And I, I'm just with the master Yeshua of myself. I can do nothing. It's like... It's with that divine help. And so as I've made these intentions, I have found so much support from guides, from the holy beings, from the angelic kingdom, from my friends, from my circumstances. It's pretty awesome. Now, my basic intention Every year, like so many of you, is to dwell more in the divine presence, to bring the divine presence down into my body, to bring it into my heart, bring it into all of me. Bring it into all of me and celebrate it and live in it and dance with it. But I discovered I had a few other things that I really needed to put an intention around. And one of them, two principal ones, one of them is I wanted new language for my prayers and meditations. So, you know, our words for the ultimate divine do evolve. You know, we, we have moved from God to Mother, Father, God. Uh, we've moved from Jesus to Yeshua. We move from those terms that are freighted with old codes. So I thought, what do I want to do? What opens me up immediately to the presence of the divine? And for me, it was the word beloved. Those of you who know Rumi and other Persian poets know that that's how he and others refer to ultimate reality, the beloved. And that is, it carries with it such a beautiful sense 
of who the divine is because we've all had experiences of the divine and we know that those experiences are really charged with an unspeakable love. So that a beloved is the source of love and the beloved is also the lover, the ultimate lover, the one who looks at each one of us and enfolds us in an unimaginable love. Unimaginable love. So I started using that and it really worked so well for me. And then the other thing that I wanted and intended this year was some new language that would open me up more in prayer and meditation and make myself more available to that love. So Lawrence and I talking about it this month came up with the notion of a portal. Now, the portal's not new. It's been around for a long time, but we had a different idea. And as we've been practicing, it's really been remarkable. So, so I can, in any moment, create a portal anytime I want to, like that. And you know me, the easier, the simpler it is, the more I like it. <laughs> the older I get, the simpler I get, probably in both those senses of the word. But, <laughs> but it's really been working magically, the, the um, idea of all I have to do is sit down and open a portal. So in my meditations, I open a, por a portal between the lover, the, the one in me who so loves the divine. So when I think of the beloved and I go to the beloved in adoration, it's just so important to me to have that adoration and that wordless gratitude. And then that connection is established. And eventually, I feel one with the beloved because I ask the beloved to love me back so that I can feel it. So I can feel the love of the beloved. It's always available. So it's up to me to just say, I would like some of that. I'm going to open this portal to you and I'm going to feed you my adoration and my praise, my gratitude and my joy, and I'm going to bathe in the grace you send me. So there is the portal between the beloved and the lover is a portal that is always open because essentially that's who we are. We are portals to the divine. That's in essence what we're here to do. But when we bring it into the conscious level and ask for that, then it, it becomes like 
a kind of embodied ecstasy with so much gratitude and so much joy that I wonder what I've been thinking all these years of not just getting more of that love that's always available or giving that love that's always available. So I said I have friends going through difficult times now. And what I have thought to do is to create a portal between me and those. So our mystical muser, Sandra McIntyre, is going into surgery tomorrow. So I just open a portal to that. Open a portal to her, and the love just goes through. And the energy goes through. It's a way of giving an energetic blessing. And to the others who are going through troubled times, I do not want to pray that they're not going through those times. Because we all know we have to. And the more awake we want to be, the more strength we have to undergo suffering. But building a portal to them of love is not a directed prayer. It's not telling God what to do. It's just opening that portal to them and opening when I've opened the portal to the divine. So as Lawrence was indicating, we can create a portal whenever we want to, but there are many portals already in place. So many places in nature. Uh, you know, for me, the place I go for a spiritual retreat is just a portal. And it's hard to miss that. The Grand Canyon is a portal. And I'm so grateful that I feel that my house and my property, my office, they're all portals. Because what happens is we consciously open the portal to the beloved. It affects our entire environment. And that's literally true. And I've been in the homes of many of you here. And I know I'm getting close when I park the car and I get out and I'm already in a portal. Like, Bob and Diane have this long sidewalk, which is like, wow. They're letting us come into this house gently before we get just overwhelmed with love. So I have not been in any one space that I have not felt that deep love, that deep connection. And I know that others come in and wonder why they're feeling so expanded and so comfortable without knowing that it is an absolute portal to the beloved. Now, I have also been experiencing a way of being present with uh, difficult emotions by simply opening a portal to them. And then 
I don't identify with them if I open a portal to them. It's like I am not grief. I am not fear. I am not sadness. But I open a portal to all of that. And then that opens me up to the feeling of it. But it also opens me up to some healing. Because I open the portals from the heart. And that's where a portal is created. Is right here. And you can create this long distance. When I got a call yesterday from an old dear friend about a death in his family, and he was just sobbing. And he lives a long way from me. I could easily open a portal. And he felt so much better having talked to me. He wouldn't use the language of a portal, but that's what was happening. Now, again, I like things simple, easy, manageable, things that I don't have to go to my intellect about. All I go to my intellect for is to say, open a portal. And it's instantly opened. It's easy. It's effortless. And you can do it anytime you want to. Now, the portal gets supported. Our, our portaling, as Lawrence calls it, <laughs> in a shocking to me coinage of word. But I told him I think I was just going to say creating portals. But then when I started to write the invitation, I used portaling and thought, oh, this is cool. <laughs> and, and it really does help. But on this path, as we're wanting to expand more and more and be in touch with the beloved and feel that love and know really who we are and to bring that ecstasy into all of our being, we seek out places and experiences that are portals unmistakably. And those portals for us, for example, are classical music concerts. We go to the symphony and this huge portal opens. We go to chamber music opera portals open. When we go on retreats, we go to places where portals opening. When we go on vacations, we go to where there are huge portals opening. So we go to the Grand Canyon. And then in Italy, we go to St. Peter's Basilica. And you begin to feel the energy of St. Peter's long before you're close to the front of the line. Because so much prayer and blessing has happened there. And that's where you go. Even though when you go in the iconography is all Roman Catholic iconography, it doesn't matter. You can feel just as close, even if you, that's not the lexicon you use. Not the language you know, it is because everything is so blessed. You look at the PHI, you stand before that, seeing Mary with Jesus, who was really little on her lap, 
I mean, he's a grown man, but he's so little. So she's holding her baby, right? After the crucifixion, she's holding her baby. And there's so much power and beauty in that, that we rejoice in being in that portal. Great art can open us similarly. I stood before a painting by Rembrandt in the Louvre a few years ago. And that's about all I saw. I just saw this Rembrandt painting, a portrait of himself as St. Matthew, and it opened such a huge portal for me, huge portal for me, that I don't think I let anyone else look at the picture. <laughs> but, <laughs> but maybe they were blessed by my bliss. <laughs> so, that can happen, and, you, and again, when we are close to people, we have portals that just don't close. And I have that portal with so many of you here. So even going to Africa does not get you away from my portal. Or, so, and that's, and I can really richly uh, endow myself with grace by opening that portal more consciously. And when I do, there is a oneness of my love for you and your love for me that comes that is ecstatic, is ecstatic. Wordless gratitude always comes after that. Now, there are things that will shut the portal except the fundamental portal, except the portal between us and the beloved. That's always open whether we're noticing it or not. It's always open if you never even heard of the beloved. It's always open because that otherwise we'd be going to non-existence. It stays open while we're alive. It stays open while we're dead. And also the portals to people who have passed on are absolutely intact. So you can communicate without being, you know, a, uh, without wrappings on the table, you know. (laughs) You can be there with them and they are there with us. We pray for them, they pray for us because that portal is open. Now the things that can snap the portal shut, except the fundamental one, are things like toxic music, war, conflict, bad art, right? I mean, there are things that just snap down when you're with them. And of course, you can voluntarily close your portals if you're in a threatening situation. A threatening situation will also close the portal if it needs to. So, and we can do it also to close all but the fundamental portals is a good idea before we go to the grocery store <laughs> so we don't pick up these, these stray vibrations. We can pray for everybody we see there. That's easy. 
but we can close it down when we really need to. And also, we can close those conscious portals down if we need to rest and retreat. Except the fundamental one, but when we need rest. At any time we're connecting, it's the easiest thing in the world to do, which I, I'm so happy that um, we co-created this idea because all through the day, I can create portals to anything or anyone. I can create portals to the Middle East. I can create portals to France. I can create portals to anywhere I want. And as I open the portal, then I really know that it's just, it's not my portal, right? It's, it's the reflection of the primary portal between the lover and the beloved. So anytime we open a portal, we open the portal to the divine. And the divine is always there. You ca cannot open a portal without that. So I commend it to you. Because you can do it a hundred times a day. So Yetta and I and Nellie and I have a portal with books that we read. And the portals open us up because the books are so luminous that it, uh, create, it's created in us. And it's, we allow ourselves to have that blessing. So this also reminds me, and I want to remind you, that blessings are there all the time. This is what the beloved delights in. This is the life of the beloved, to love us, to bless us, to know us individually in all our parts, not just our soul, but in all our parts and to love each one of us personally as we are. It's always there. It's the atmosphere in which we live, move and breathe and have our being. The part that's up to us is to bring it more into consciousness so we can bring that awareness to ourselves. And it is such an uplifting, beautiful, deep, and sacred experience that we really know we have been deeply blessed. Namaste.
For those of you who are new here today, Myron's mystical piano musings are channeled out of the field that we are all creating. And they are spontaneous, although they've taken 65 years to create. And so if you would, join me in a round of applause for our beloved Myron today. Now, before the sensations fade, feel your hands. Feel your hands. Notice your hands right now. And notice if you bring them a little together and a little apart, that there's a sense right at this moment that a lot of you can feel the energy emanating. Now, if you would, just to hold like this and just allow yourself to hold an energy sphere that comes out of the feelings emanating from your hands. So you're holding a sphere that is luminous. It's sensate, vibrational, pulsing. And so you're holding a sphere and you can shift your hands if you wish a little bit toward each other or away. For those of you who might tire of this, put your hands down on your lap and let them still be holding a sphere but allow yourself to sense the sphere and holding a portal, an energetic sensate portal right now. With each breath, sensing your sphere enlivened, more and more sensate, more and more alive. So you're now containing a portal of presence that you can continue holding, breathing into. With embodied prayer, we create mystic living words experiential portals based upon the mystic functionality of the language in which Jesus, Yeshua, spoke, experiencing prayers through our heart, through our embodied selves, the earth of ourselves, breathing out and in the one breath of the universe, understanding prayer as more than words or talking, Embodied prayer moving us toward transformation. Understanding what we know of as blessed are the meek, also meaning softening what's rigid inside. Softening right now your jaw, your brow, your eyes. Softening, releasing with each exhalation, letting go, easing. Noticing how these rigid places are preventing us from receiving sustenance from the natural abundance of the universe, of the earth, of our deeper, higher selves, embracing this wordless experience toward which our living mystic words point, embracing the prayer portal of transformative experience, where the rigid places in our bodies that need softening, letting go, breathing yet more fully, where the rigid places in our hearts that need softening, exhaling, Exhaling, releasing. Where are the rigid places in our relationships that need softening? Giving it up, letting go, breathing. Where are the rigid places in our society that need softening? Feeling embodied resonance, softening, letting go, allowing peacefulness. Ease, 
feeling embodied resonance, we know we are utilizing our portal optimally, living on the mystic track, embodying portal power. Now allowing consciously, slowly your portal to close with each exhalation, just shrinking the sphere, becoming smaller and smaller, and finally letting go as you sense just being in this moment here now. Namaste. Namaste.